Support for Kansas City Today comes from Grandma's Office Catering, delivering made-from-scratch hot meals and individual boxed lunches for fast distribution to offices, warehouses, and factories, even on nights and weekends. Details are at grandmascatering.com. This is Kansas City Today. I'm Nomi Nujia-Dean. Today is Friday, April 7th. Coming up, the white flowers of the calorie pear tree might look beautiful, but the tree is actually deadly to the local insect population. For a tree that is you know, as aesthetically pleasing as, as it is, I, we have to consider at what cost. You'll hear what you can do about this invasive species. But first, some headlines. Wyandotte County District Attorney Mark Dupree charged three men yesterday with 12 felonies each in connection with a shootout at a convenience store on Wednesday. Five Kansas City, Kansas police officers were injured in the shooting. One is still in the hospital. They were part of a tactical team arresting the three men on suspicion of drug dealing. Dupree says police are now focused on going after fentanyl dealers rather than low-level users which allows this office to file charges on those who are, like yesterday, carrying 500 to 1,000 pills and who are the real harm to our community. The three men charged are in their 20s. Kansas City, Missouri police are investigating the shooting. The Kansas House of Representatives has approved a bill that lets parents remove their children from any classroom lessons they view as inappropriate. Suzanne Perez of the Kansas News Service reports. The bill gives parents the right to withdraw their children from coursework they find offensive and ask for an alternative assignment. It's a weaker version of a parent's bill of rights that Democratic Kansas Governor Laura Kelly vetoed last year. Supporters want to outline parental rights in state law, but opponents like Democratic Representative Jerry Stogsdill say it's government overreach. We seem to take every chance we get to insert ourselves in the duties of our local school boards. The measure is part of a larger movement among conservatives to oppose diversity programs and social-emotional lessons in schools. We'll be back after this. The calorie pear is just one name for an invasive tree species that can kill birds and insects by stealing space from native plants. And they're everywhere in Kansas and Missouri, on private property and public land. KCUR's Steve Kraske spoke to Kansas News Service reporter Celia Yopis-Jepson and Ryan Armbrust, a rural forestry coordinator for the Kansas Forest Service, about efforts to contain the calorie pear tree. Armbrust told Steve why just cutting it down might not be enough. What is a Bradford pear tree? Tell me about it. Yeah, so these are really common in landscaping. And, uh, you know, I'll give it to the tree. They're a tough tree, reliable performer, uh, nice white flowers in the spring, as long as you don't get too close to them because they don't smell particularly nice. Um, but we've seen this used in uh, in landscaping increasingly in the last 20 to 30 years, even though it was actually released uh, in the 1950s. Hmm. What makes the trees so smelly? I, I couldn't speak to exactly why it smells so um let's say unfortunate, uh, but uh, <laughs> you know, a lot of different trees have different tactics to attract their pollinators. And uh, what this tree is trying to do to attract its pollinators is actually sort of a mismatch for the pollinators we've got here, because it's not a native tree. And that's actually one of the reasons we're concerned about it is it doesn't support any of our native insects. It's it's from uh, from Asia. So huh. the, uh, the insects it's trying to attract uh, simply don't live here. So it's putting out the wrong smell. What does it smell like? You know, I've heard it uh, 
compared to all, all sorts of stuff. Uh, for me, it reminds me a little bit of a cat's litter box, but everyone smells a little <laughs> bit differently. But I've never heard anyone say anything pleasant about the odor. Huh. Well, you said they're not native to Kansas, so that raises the question, Ryan, how did they wind up getting out here to Kansas and Missouri? Yeah, so they were introduced um, through the nursery trade um, because you have uh, you know nurserymen and plant explorers who always want to bring you know new plant material, attractive plant material, reliable performers, you know tough trees uh, that'll that'll survive in our landscapes and our in our urban landscapes as well, which is a tough place for trees in a lot of cases. And uh, the calorie pear or Bradford pear um, is really a success story in terms of. Uh, plant being selected that was going to do well and it got promoted and uh, you know it looks nice but of course we have an unintended consequence that um, perhaps we couldn't have foreseen that all of a sudden now we've got little seedlings of this tree showing up in places we really don't want it like where well it tends to be those undermanaged margins right so fence lines roadsides sort of the edges of urban areas that um you know, perhaps whoever manages that land doesn't quite have the resources to stay on top of. But concerningly for me, so I, I live in the Flint Hills of Kansas here. I'm in Wabunsee County, and I can look out my window and see incredible, you know, grasslands that have been managed by, um, you know, fire and, and you know, family ranchers for generations that all of a sudden we're starting to see some calorie pairs show up in those grassland systems uh -huh. because, uh, frankly, fire doesn't control it by itself, which is a, a concern. Why doesn't fire control it? Well, one of those reasons that it was selected, it's a tough tree. It re-sprouts from roots uh, really readily. It's got a really tough root system um, that uh, it, it's just kind of hard to kill unless you uh, you make a really intentional effort of, of doing some some herbicide treatments. Um, but uh, yeah, fire alone just won't kill it. It re-sprouts pretty readily. Wow. So to get rid of it, then you're saying you got to turn to the herbicides? You do. And uh, as always, it's far better to get on that very early, uh, if you'll pardon the pun, to really nip it in the bud uh, very early, um, as opposed to when it gets late. Because once you get thousands of those out there per acre, uh, it's really difficult to get out and, and cut them all and, and get them all uh, treated. Um, it has a really waxy leaf. So just a foliar spray or spraying the leaves doesn't tend to work all that well. Um, so it's far better to get the, the three out of your area you're managing before you get 3,000. You know, Ryan, I'm guessing that what you're saying today about the Bradford pear tree is maybe surprising a lot of people. I think a lot of folks think about them as, hey, they're these beautiful trees that look great in the springtime, and it's great to have them around. And they had no idea these things were as problematic as they are. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it is surprising. And, um, you know, for, for a tree that is you know, as aesthetically pleasing as, as it is, I we have to consider at what cost, you know, and I think encouragingly we have, we have quite a few other options that are out there, you know, in the nursery trade that, um, that folks can go plant, um, that will still have, you know, nice white flowers, perhaps some fruit, um, and, and quite a bit less of a threat of invasiveness and, and potentially some support for our native pollinators and insects and, and birds and everything else that depends on, uh, you know, the vegetation we put out there. And just to be clear, how do they wind up hurting the state's insect population? Yeah, so we have to sort of think of it as a, an effective displacing vegetation, right? So uh, if you have a bunch of native vegetation out there, whatever you want to want to call it, some wild plums or some viburnums or uh, a whole lot of other native things that are going to support our, our insect pollinators, when those start to get displaced by calorie pear, which actually offers you know no real support for these insects, um, it creates sort of a food desert for the insects out there. It creates a, mm -hmm. a system that really doesn't have anything for those insects, which of course are the 
especially the larval stages of a lot of those are the uh, base of the food chain for a lot of our birds. Yeah. Now, you talked a little bit ago about how uh, the Bradford pear is spreading across Kansas. I know my producer said you've actually been tracking the species' rapid growth across the state. What have you seen over the past decade? Have you been able to document exactly what's happening out there? We have. And so this is sort of the fun of going from anecdotal accounts of we start to see this everywhere to, um, well, let's take a hard look. And so in 2018, I actually received a little bit of funding from the U.S. Forest Service to help us um, intentionally look for this. And I went from in you know my mind thinking, well, we've seen it in the Topeka and the Johnson County area and some in southeast Kansas to all right. of a sudden now we've documented in 50 of the 105 counties in Kansas. And that uh, was surprising, found it as far west as, as Greensburg in Kansas. Hmm. So you've got a challenge on your hands. What's the Forest Service been doing to combat what it feels like this is this Bradford pear invasion here? So it's it's multi-pronged approach we're really trying to do. Um, something I already mentioned, which is try and assess where this really is so we can then try and put better tools in the hands of the you know, private landowners and land managers who are trying to deal with this to say, hey, you're on the edge of this. You might want to try pushing back. Um, we're also working with our, our partners in the nonprofit space with nurseries to help um, you know promote alternatives and to sort of do what we're doing this morning is get the word out that uh, you know perhaps this tree is one we should start to get out of our landscapes as opposed to continue to plant more. Well, let's talk about what else is being done here. I want to bring in Celia Yopis Jepson, again, reporter with the Kansas News Service to our conversation. Celia, to tell us about Deep Roots KC, what is that group? Yeah, so that's a local nonprofit that really tries to help people understand how what we plant affects uh, so much more than just the the aesthetics. It, you know, it's, it's part of a, a food web and... Um, many other, you know, important factors. So they, so this month that, and next month, they are holding events in uh, the Kansas City area. So Lee's Summit, Lenexa, and also Topeka. If you have a, uh, well, I, I often call them Bradford pears, but they're also called calorie pears. That's C-A-L-L-E-R-Y. Right. But they go by, you know, a few dozen names, these ornamental pear trees. If you have one of these invasive ornamental pear trees on your property, you can kill it and get a free uh, beneficial native tree to replace it, about a four or five foot tall tree at one of these Deep Roots events. So you sign up online at deeproots.org. And um, and then when you go to the event, there will be helpful people from, say, the Kansas Forest Service to look at the options they have there. They'll have a variety of, of native trees and help you you know think like, well, what what is it that you're looking for? Do you want a flowering tree that will you know look similar to a, a calorie pear but not wreak environmental havoc right. you know, then maybe you want a red bud or a service berry or they'll have you know oak trees these feed hundreds of species of, of butterflies and moths in mm -hmm. our region so so well, they can help people pick pick those out well speaking of options are there options beyond just using herbicides to kill these things um, I'm, I'm certainly not going to advocate for, uh, you know, in improperly using herbicides uh, all over the place all of the time. But unfortunately, this is a tree that's simply cutting it down, even just a small seedling, uh, because of its propensity to re-sprout from roots. Um, that may be a losing battle you'll fight over and over without, um, you know, some judicious use of, of some herbicides. And uh, we got some guidance on that on our website, um, the Kansas Forest Service website. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, 
you know, the good news is there's there's quite a few um, herbicides that are labeled for this that tend to have little to no off-target impact. So we feel pretty good about recommending that for homeowner use. Well, Ryan's with the Kansas Forest Service, Celia. Johnson County Parks and Rec is also working to kill th- this uh, pear tree. Tell me what they're doing. Yes, they have a a really serious infestation um, in in parts of Johnson County, at Shawnee Mission Park. They have been working on this for years. They've huh. killed, you know, they kill these trees by the hundreds. Wow! And I've watched, I've gone out and I've watched them do it. They they chop a tree down and then they very carefully apply um, Tordon, an herbicide, to the stump to prevent it from from sprouting back. And you know that's part of they're they're working really hard to clear out honeysuckles as well that are invasive as part of restoring parts of the park that um, have really been uh, harmed by these uh, invasives. I mean, the, the, the stakes are high when, um, when these plants just totally take over prairie and wooded areas. Mm-hmm. If you think of, of just take the example of like caterpillars, um, you know, and insects like that. There are scientists, um, insect scientists that are studying these areas that are totally choked with Bradford pear and similar invasive species. And the insects, the, the caterpillars are gone, you know, like 90% of that food source that birds and, and other, you know, animals that eat caterpillars need to survive. Like those, those caterpillars are just gone. Mm. And so it's, uh, it's not just an aesthetic issue. It, the, the effects really ripple throughout that food web. And that's why they're trying to tackle it. That was KCUR's Steve Kraske, Ryan Armbrust of the Kansas Forest Service, and Celia Yopis Jepson of the Kansas News Service. You can hear their entire conversation from KCUR's Up to Date at KCUR.org. This is Kansas City Today. I'm Nomi Nujiadeen. This podcast is produced by Trevor Grandin and KCUR Studios and edited by Lisa Rodriguez and Gabe Rosenberg. You can read Celia's story about the calorie pear tree at KCUR.org, where you can find more local news from Kansas City's NPR station. On Monday, we'll take a look at what's going on at the Kansas legislature. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you next week.